to She Who Overcomes, the podcast where we help you transform your life, leadership, and career. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I'm Rachel Perman, and we are your hosts. We believe that what you've overcome makes you a leader. With a little help from two experienced coaches, that's us, you'll find the clarity and direction that you need to rise up, lead well, and live with intention. You were born to be an overcomer. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. Hey, Overcomers, welcome back to the She Who Overcomes podcast. And today, I am going solo. And for today's solo cast, we're going to talk about the leadership skill of trusting your intuition. Now, before we start, I have to tell you that today's content actually comes from one of the three, only three, recorded episodes of the Unlikely CEO podcast. Every so often, I have this idea that I want to do a solo podcast. I don't. It never turns out well. It never goes past three episodes. But the one of the three shows that I did is on intuition, and it ended up being a really popular show. You can't go find it right now. It's actually deleted. So Mandy and I thought that this would be a great idea for me to actually record this content again so it can actually live on a podcast that is going to be, um, you know, sticking around for a while because it turns out I actually love doing a podcast. I just don't like doing it on myself by myself all the time. So today's show is going to be all about developing the leadership skill of trusting your intuition. Now let's talk about what intuition actually means because there's a lot of different definitions about it. There's some woo-woo things about it when you talk about intuition, but I want to give you like the dictionary definition of intuition. And it is the direct perception of truth or fact, independent of any reasoning process. So it's the direct perception of truth or fact, independent of any reasoning process, the quality or the ability of having such direct perception or quick insight. Okay, sounds kind of big. So we're going to break it down. Um, Other words for intuition are things like a hunch instinct, discernment is one of the words that can be tossed around when we talk about intuition. It's literally that still small voice that guides your life. It's like a gut instinct. It's not all woo-woo. It's actually a real thing. Being intuitive is something that we all have. And in 2008, there was a study done by the British Journal of Psychology that defined intuition as what happens when the brain draws on past experiences and external cues to make a decision but it happens so fast that the reaction is at an unconscious level. Another thing I found on WebMD is from Judith Orloff. She's an MD. She's the assistant clinical professor of psychiatry at UCLA and the author of the book, Guide to Intuitive Healing, Five Steps to Physical, Emotional, and Sexual Wellness. And she says, just like the brain, there are neurotransmitters in the gut that can respond to environmental stimuli and emotions in the now. It's not just about past experiences, she says. When those neurotransmitters fire, you feel the sensation of butterflies or uneasiness in your stomach. Researchers theorize that gut instincts, which send signals to your brain, plays a large role in intuition. So we all have it. You might have heard you know, something in the past or people saying like women's intuition, but it's not just women who have it. It is men who have intuition as well as well. And because of that, we can all tap into this leadership quality of being able to trust our gut 
and trust our instincts more often because they very rarely steer you wrong, especially when you use them with wisdom. So let me tell you a personal story. Um, When you stop listening to that voice, that nudging, it can start to go quiet. It can start to go dull and you can no longer hear it the same way. Now, you might be the kind of person who puts a lot of emphasis on what you understand logically and not a lot of emphasis on what you feel. And so you tend to go with your head instead of your heart or your gut. And for me, there was a time in my life that I didn't trust my intuition at all. My discernment has been questioned by weak leaders in my life, in my past anyway, who were intimidated by my intuition, my ability to trust my gut and to lean into what I'm feeling and not necessarily able to articulate um, in a way that is logical, but I just know that I know, like down in my knower, one of our clients, Patty, used to say, my ability to trust my gut and my instincts got more and more dull, though, the more I kept myself in traumatic situations. And you might find that's the, the same for yourself as well. I thought I couldn't trust my intuition anymore. I thought that, you know, I lost the ability to really discern what it was I was thinking or feeling or, you know, just kind of perceiving about a situation. I was told that I was wrong when I knew that I was right. I was told that my feelings were used to manipulate and that they couldn't be trusted. If you're looking for a definition of that, that's called gaslighting. So the more times I spent in traumatic relationships, and that's not just personal relationships, that includes work relationships or friendships around toxic people, the more I started to doubt my own ability to be intuitive and to lean and trust my own intuition. So if you are having a hard time trusting yourself and your intuition because of your past experiences, or you simply have never learned how to develop this essential quality of a good leader, let me give you some hope that you can get that back, that you can work on this skill. Let's talk about two ways, like two specific ways that you can actually lean in and hear that still small voice again, and then learn to trust it. Because it's kind of two different things. You have to learn how to listen again to that inner knowing, and then you have to learn how to trust it and, and make choices and decisions based on what you're feeling. So number one, the number one tip is to slow your brain down. Slow your brain down. We're programmed by society that if we are busy, that is the best way to live our lives. The problem is when your brain is always on, you cannot pause long enough to tune into what you are feeling. You just can't. When you're just always busy, you're always thinking, always doing, always achieving, always hustling, there's no time for slowing down. And that still small voice, your gut instincts cannot speak loud enough through the busyness for you to hear it. So one of the best ways to slow your brain down and lean into your intuition is through things like yoga, meditation, prayer, um, journaling, anything where your brain slows down and you can focus on your breathing or your movement, like if you're doing something like yoga or on a single thought like meditation or a prayer, it's a way for you to actually hear what your brain and your heart are saying because your world is quieted down. Yoga is one of the ways that I like to slow my brain down and tap into my intuition. I also like to use a um, prayer meditation app that um, I just listen to from my podcast app on my phone. 
It goes through a passage in scripture and then kind of takes you deeper and deeper into that passage at the same time that you're using meditation techniques like deep breathing and focusing on like one phrase in that in that um, passage. Music is another way that I like to slow my brain down when I'm playing piano or listening to worship music. I can't do other things necessarily that are going to keep me um, busy or worried or, you know, overthinking something. Oftentimes when I start playing piano, I will often start crying because it's such a release. For me, it's not even stuff I actually know what I'm crying about. I'm not even overly emotional. Um, It's just a way that really speaks to me and quiets my brain down and gives my soul a chance to just kind of rest and be quiet. And because of that, I often will find myself tearing up when I start playing. And yoga, of course, is a great way for me. I know um, Mandy uses exercise the same way when she's running. Um, People do this, you know, all the time. One of the things you're going to have to do, though, um, and I think that's why I enjoy um, yoga is because you you generally don't have, you know, music in your ear pods or listening to a podcast or something like that. Like it literally is just you and the person telling you, you know, whatever the next move is going to be. And when I would be outside running or taking a walk, I would often have my headphones in. Well, if there's something going on in your ear, it's very rare that you're going to also be able to hear your brain and your gut tell you some things. So the challenge will be for you to do physical activity and not have earbuds in and, you know, listening just to the nature around you or to the people around you and just quieting down your brain to see what your gut is going to tell you. I notice that my intuition speaks to me whenever I'm doing any kind of solo activity that keeps my body moving. So it could be dancing, it could be worshiping, it could be anything where um, all of my senses are engaged. And I think the same for you would probably work as well. It's one of the ways that I tap into my gut instincts and my intuition is slowing my brain down. And for all of you guys listening, it is the first step I want you to take on learning how to trust that gut instinct again is to slow your brain down more often. (coughs) All right, number two. Once you've slowed that brain down, the next thing you need to do is ask yourself, the right questions. It might sound crazy, but asking yourself questions is actually a great way to learn to trust your own intuition. Once you quiet that mind, you can start to explore what you're really thinking and feeling. And the only way you're going to know that is by asking yourself how you're thinking or how you're feeling. For any of you guys who are trauma survivors that might be listening like I am, we have this ability once we've gone through trauma or when we're going through something traumatic that we can disconnect from our own thoughts and our own feelings. And we no longer are able to identify what we're thinking or we're feeling because sometimes it's not safe. So this ability is called disassociation and it's super strong and it's involuntary. Because of this, learning how to ask yourself questions is going to be super critical for you to learn how to trust your instincts again and how to lean into your own voice and your own thoughts. It's a learning or it's a coping mechanism 
disassociation is that you once used to survive, but you don't need it anymore. And the good news is, is that you can actually relearn this critical skill of asking yourself questions so that you can keep that mind-body connection strong. If you've done any kind of therapy, which if you've gone through something traumatic, please go to therapy, um, you will learn that rebuilding that mind-body connection is going to be crucial for your healing process. It's also crucial for learning how to tap back into this leadership principle of trusting your intuition. So as I was researching how to ask yourself questions that your intuition can give answers to, um, I did learn that you know quieting your mind is crucial, which is why it's step number one, but you have to be able to ask yourself the right kinds of questions in the right kind of environment, which is why um, quieting your mind by doing something like movement or yoga or meditation is super important because you will be in the right state of mind. You're not going to be overly emotional. You're not going to be active. You're not going to be, well, like your environment won't be active or distracting. And that sets you up to be able to ask yourself questions and actually able to kind of um, feel or hear you know, that inner voice or that inner knowing. So some people do better with yes or no questions. It kind of just depends on your personality. Um, some of us do better with open-ended questions. The thing you want to think about sometimes too when it comes to whether you're going to ask, you know, yes or no questions like, how am I feeling right now? Or am I feeling hot right now? Am I feeling cold right now? That would be the difference between a yes or a no question. And sometimes when you're just starting with this, simple questions like that are a great way to start to ask yourself and kind of lean into that intuition. Here's the thing. Your intuition is not the logical side of your brain. So the questions kind of need to trick your brain into coming up with the answers that have to do more with what you're thinking or what you're feeling instead of what you are thinking. And open-ended questions often help you do that. They also need to be questions that are not emotionally charged. So not asking yourself, you know, here's an example of a question that would be emotionally charged is um, why, why did my boyfriend break up with me? So that would be an emotionally charged question. Um, and a better question would be, what can I do to improve my next relationship? So both open-ended, one of them is very much emotionally charged, one of them is more not as emotionally charged and much more like uh, figuring out a solution. Another open-ended question you can ask yourself is, what can I do to get more customers for my business? So doing a simple Google search of open-ended questions is actually a really simple way to, to sit down and start asking yourself some things. It could even be something that if you don't want to just sit with like, you know, your meditation app, just asking yourself weird questions, journal them. That's another great way to lean into your intuition is to actually write it down in a journal and then answer the question. It's as simple as that. And you would do this with free writing. You would just, you know, set a timer, three, five minutes to answer a question or two minutes to answer the question, write down whatever comes to mind first. And as you keep doing that, you're going to build the skill of leaning into your own intuition. And as you lean into that, you start to trust it. You start to trust that voice. You start to trust the instincts and the gut feelings that you have. And so when you trust it, you can act on it. So the cycle, guys, you got to start by quieting your mind down, 
then asking yourself the right questions. And then as you repeat those two things, you will start to trust that inner voice again. So the ability to not only hear your intuition, but to trust it is a quality that separates good leaders from great leaders. Your instincts matter. Your discernment matters. And I definitely know that from um, from a therapy, trauma, overcoming anything perspective, learning how to trust yourself again and leaning into what it is that you are feeling and thinking is going to be super crucial to you, not only as a leader, but just as a human being. So I implore you to do these two steps and start making this a practice uh, for you to quiet your brain down and asking yourself the right questions. All right, you guys. So that is our show this week. I want to thank you for hanging out with me. I want to remind you too, there's only a couple days left. If you are listening to this um, in, you know, in the time frame that it comes out on Monday, Wednesday is going to be our final day of registration being open for the She Cultivates Resilience Leadership Coaching Program for Women. You got two days left to register. If there are any spots left as of the recording, there are three virtual spots and six in-person spots that will probably be different when you are listening to this. But if there are spots left, you can grab those at our website, raymateam.com, R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M.com. And you can register there. There are um, payment options for you to be able to do two easy payments. You will be receiving two hardcover books, the curriculum book and the She Cultivates Resilience Um, the True Statement Journal that goes with that, and then seven weeks of coaching with both Mandy and I, Wednesday night starting May 12th. So if you want to be a part of that, you've got about 72 hours to grab your spot and join us for that. So until next time, may you rise up, lead well, and live with intention. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. Before you go, would you mind doing us a favor? We would love to hear your takeaways. So please leave us a review and a comment. You might just hear your name in a future episode when you do. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media, a division of Rayma Team LLC. If you'd like to learn more about how you can work with us, visit raymateam.com. That's www.raymateam.com. All right. Our coffee is cold, so we gotta go. See you next week. Ah,